0: Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking. On the Inspired Choices Network, I am your co-host Kathy Cook Noble with Ashley Quinn Hogan, who is our youth financial host. And uh, it's always exciting when we get to do a show together because it doesn't happen nearly enough, I don't think. Because uh, I learn a lot, and I think it's a lot of fun, um, and it just you know takes me back, and I feel like I'm the same age as you. How about that? <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> so welcome back, Ashley. It's exciting that we get to get get together and we talk a little bit about um, the Inspired Choices Network and what we do here every Monday night, either myself or Ashley. Uh, we tackle a financial topic that is either of concern or question or confusion to people that have asked us about it, or that we've heard, uh, you know, just frustrated over a topic or they're confused. And, and all the show topics that, I, that I've that i done, uh, and I think that Ashley's done too, are, are all from somebody asking that question, whether it's a friend, a family member, uh, right in to the network, which of course, we always welcome and encourage you to do. Uh, if you want, you can join us live on the Inspired Choices Network in the chat room. And you can talk to us, uh, ask questions during the show. And if you don't happen to get it when we're live, that's okay. We're on over 250 platforms and growing and you're welcome to catch us on our, our podcast. And the very, very easy way to do that is to download the app. It is absolutely free. It's completely compatible with your Android, your iPhone. It's available in the app stores. So just download it. It's super, super easy. You can access any of your shows, any of your hosts, anytime. You can listen live. So if you can't get uh, on your, you know, you're on the road or whatever, and you want to listen to it live, you certainly could. And you certainly can join us in the chat room then too. Uh, It's very, very easy to do. and, And the beauty of the Inspired Choices Network is that we, the whole network focuses on a holistic approach to your life. And Ashley and I talk about the financial side. Because uh, you know we love it and live it every day and think it's a lot of fun, but uh, and it's important clearly. You know we all need to have some level of financial understanding and finances. Uh, but the whole network really is available to anyone with questions about relationships, uh, uh, jobs and finding jobs, keeping jobs, the coaching with your business, getting into business, you know, child rearing, whatever the questions are, lifestyle and coaching. Uh, There's all kinds of different uh, guests that we have on the show to talk about more of an expanded financial topic and all the other hosts have all the other topics covered. So the beauty of it is you get the finances working with the, uh, you know, the body and the mind and and that really makes a very successful um, life and a very happy life, I think. So Ashley, does that sound, did
2: I kind of nail it a little bit on that? I think so. I mean, I think that, you know, the best kind of part of um, Inspired Choices is, like you said, it's like a holistic approach to life. You kind of have a little bit of everything in there. Um, and you and I happen to be the financial portion of that, um, which, I mean, I'm not going to say it's the most important, but um, it's definitely um, it's definitely a good part of that. Um, and the Inspired Choices Network is a, it's a great place to tune in and sort of get your um, your weekly dose or, you know, your daily dose of, um, all things, um, you know, holistic and, and good for you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And today we're talking about, uh, we're talking about cryptocurrency, aren't we? And (laughs) what a fun topic. Like it's, it's almost not even like a financial topic because it's, it's, um, it's almost like a popular game you see on TV or something, (laughs) that everyone's talking about and nobody really understands it and knows what it is and what's the difference between blockchain technology and cryptocurrency and what's Bitcoin and those are all things I hear a lot of. Uh, you you probably do too, like people your age especially would be, you know, when you, you guys would be talking about all that that cool hip stuff that's happening, right?
2: Yeah. So one of my friends the other day we we're having a conversation and I mentioned the podcast and that Um, You know, I was working on, you know, thinking of some um, new up and coming episodes to, you know, um, to record and he was like, have you ever done one on cryptocurrency and I was like, that's a really good idea. I was like, I haven't, um, but it's a good idea because I it's something new It's something I am, you know, humble enough to say I don't know. I'm not an expert on it. I don't know a whole lot about it. I know probably the basics. Um, I mean, I've done my share of, of research now, but at the time it was, it was a very, I knew very little about it. And I was like, you know what? This is a great podcast episode because, you know, the episodes that are the most enjoyable for me are the ones that teach me something. Um, and so I know that there's a lot to learn about cryptocurrency. It's extremely complex. Um, like you said, it's almost, like this digital game just about. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those topics that it can be hard to wrap your brain around because there's so many different moving components. So, I mean, I'm really excited to learn about it. I know that um, a lot of people my age um, and even like younger than me, which is great, um, are sort of throwing their hat in the ring in terms of cryptocurrency um, and sort of finding the ins and outs of it. Um, so hopefully, I mean, today we can give a little bit of our opinion and our insight onto into how cryptocurrency works and how it can be used to um, sort of improve your investment portfolio.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, now, I have to do my standard disclaimer that I never do on the show because I don't have to do on the show because blockchain and cryptocurrency is a little bit different. It is not something that I am licensed to. Trade. I am not licensed to buy and sell it. I uh, I do not use it as part of my practice because that's not on my platform because of the regulation, which Ashley and I are going to talk about. So what we're talking about today is just some knowledge information. This is in no way, shape, or form advice to say go out and buy any of it. Uh, this is not to say load up. This is your retirement plan. You did not just dial in and get the golden ticket or the winning lottery. This is not that kind of, that's not that kind of show. Um, But Ashley and I are just going to share a little bit and try and like what we normally do with topics, clear a little bit of the cobwebs out and some of the confusion. And I I think maybe the way where we should start, and Ashley, you tell me, but I was thinking maybe we start just with what is when they talk about cryptocurrency, what is it? What do people think it is? And what do we know that it actually is? So when you hear people talking about what do they think it is?
2: For the most part, I mean, even I struggled with that at the beginning when people I would hear people speak of cryptocurrency. I was like, well, what is the difference between that, Um, you know, trading cryptocurrency and buying and selling cryptocurrency versus buying, selling and trading, um, you know, regular stocks and things like that? Um, And I think it is a common question. I think a lot of people don't. No, because you can, you know, buy and trade, like a lot of buying and trading is done electronically now anyway. So it's, there's kind of like a blurred line there. But um, the difference with with cryptocurrency is that it's like a digital form of um, currency. Um, Like there's no physical, you know, coin or bill or anything like that. It's all digital and it's all, um, you know, computational, which I think... Um, Again, that's a hard thing to wrap your brain around, but it's all um, what it boils down to is, you know, computer science and a lot of really smart people, um, you know, coming up with, with these, um, these different types of currency. Um, I don't know, Kathy, what do you, what do you have to offer there?
1: So I think the the name itself is a little misleading because crypto we is sort of a mystery. And I agree with that. But the currency part of it is it people think it's like an exchange of tender, like what we give value to dollar bills and coins and stuff like that. And it's actually not a currency. And people think that it is because of the name. But currency can only be regulated by the Fed and in in, uh, in the government. They, they give The blessing of what we're going to use as currency and tender. So we know that the dollar bill in Canada, the United States, the pound, all all the different kinds of currencies that are out there, they are accepted as the currency of whatever country it is. So we know that if we go to a store, we give them a dollar bill and they're going to give us a chocolate bar or whatever the case is, but you can't really do that with cryptocurrency. Uh, cryptocurrency is, um, it's kind of one of those areas where it started out without any regulation. And and exactly like you said, it started out with a lot of really smart people being able to mine it, which is what we'll talk about how you get it. They, they, if you kind of picture uh, uh, an invisible hand reaching inside your hard drive and pulling out the, 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 crypto or the Bitcoin part of it, that's kind of what it is. That's the way I kind of picture it, but they mine it out of computers and it costs, there are some miners, they're called, you know, crypto miners, that uh, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars a month that they pay in utilities because if you think about all the servers that you would be running in one room and how much energy that takes, 24 hours, seven days a week, and they're mining this stuff because um, they, you get little fragments in all these different places and they all come together for one Bitcoin. And just for an example we'll talk about the different kinds, but Bitcoin is one of the kinds, which is probably the most popular, which everybody's heard about. I would say Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two big ones, except, you know, Dogecoin. And that comes down to Elon Musk, which was a lot of fun, um, but it became legitimate. And this is, this is why it's so entertaining because you get somebody as powerful and as, as smart as Elon Musk and he comes on and, and he names a coin after his dog and it becomes a legitimate currency. <laughs> and, and I think it's kind of funny. And then he's, this other one, the Dogecoin one, he's like, oh, I think there's value and I'm going to take it, at, accept it at Tesla. And all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, right on, we're going to buy it. So it's, it's, that's why I think it's kind of funny. It's almost like a game where you're playing some kind of poker game with a guy like Elon Musk, who's like super smart and super wealthy. And he can say stuff like that and and people go out and act on it. But uh, the reality of it is, is, it's not currency yet. So it'd be the same as I guess I, to me, the equivalent would be if, if I trade you, um, you know, you have an extra chair and I have an extra desk and I trade you the chair for the desk, then that's our currency of trade, but it's not an actual currency, right? Uh, now, the cool thing about it is uh, the technology behind it, which is the blockchain. And that's the part that I think is fascinating because there is a lot of mainstream businesses and big financial companies that are already using the blockchain technology. So how do we put these together is kind of the way I look at it. And I think, um, you know, which one there's so many, there's, there's over about 10,000 different kinds of cryptocurrencies. So I think, good God, like we don't have that many different kinds of, dollar bills <laughs> so how do you know which one to use and you know who's going to use it it's in Canada I don't know if, if many I don't know actually if you would remember but um, Canadian tire money was a thing and anyone in Canada will know this right you'd get this colorful piece of paper and it was Canadian tire money it would say two cents on it five cents on it but it wasn't issued by the mint in Canada so it's not legal tender and you couldn't you couldn't use it as legal tender. So in reality, I couldn't take Canadian tire money to the grocery store and buy milk, but I could take it into the store and use it as a kind of cash to buy, you know, a tire. So that to me is kind of, I laugh when I think about the cryptocurrency, cause I'm like, geez, Canadian tire maybe was on the right track all those years ago. I don't know. They could have been the first currency, you know, non legal tender, but uh Right now, we're only buying and selling it or t- using it to to buy stuff because we agree that I'll accept it, even though it's not legal tender so that's my long winded answer to say it's not really real money, but I think it might be going that way um, it, depending on you know who you believe and who you listen to and and if you think that there's a future in a different way of doing business and a different, and I don't mean just business, like you go to the store and buy stuff. I mean, you know, someone could, you could get hired and say, and there were some uh, professional athletes that that did this. And they said, I, I'll take a part of it in Bitcoin. So I want you to pay me in a little bit of Bitcoin, a little bit of US dollars, which is normally what they get paid in. And you think, geez, if you start to see that kind of mainstream uh, activity, then you, you got to question whether or not this was just a, uh, if it was just a fad or a fun thing for a bunch of really smart science, uh, computer science guys. Um, so for me in the financial industry, I think it's fascinating because, you know, we never get new sectors come on. And in the last couple years, we've had a, a, a real change in a lot of things. Like you had the cannabis industry come on as a legitimate industry and in a legitimate sector now, and there's more and more legalization happening with it. So that's kind of fascinating. And you're like, oh, wow, like since when do you get a whole sector come on? That's kind of cool. And now you've got cryptocurrency and you're like, well, this is a whole new thing. Now we're talking about how we're going to trade in what kind of currency, like since when hasn't it just been the dollar in North America? So it's kind of I think it's fun to, to read about. It. And I think it's kind of exciting to see uh, the different um professional investors, because I, you know, you listen to them and some are like, "Yeah, absolutely. And the other's are like, no way in the world. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys are the smart guys and you don't agree. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but, um, I think we are coming up to our first break. If Ashley, if you want to take us out to a break, then I, then we can come back. We can start talking about, you know, blockchain and how the currency works.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, Kathy left it at a good point there. Um, you know, less so um, cryptocurrency, like she said, it's kind of a, a misleading name. It's not, you know, shouldn't be necessarily considered a currency um, as much as it should be considered like an asset, right? So like crypto asset might be a better name for it. I don't know. Um, if we go ahead with that, um, I'm going to take credit, but um you know, yep. I'm going to trademark that right now. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're going to head into a break. When we come back. We'll talk a little bit more about blockchain technology and some some of the ins and outs of cryptocurrency, some common ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Um, like Kathy said, there's tens of thousands of different cryptocurrencies out there. So we're not going to cover all of them, but um, there's a few super popular ones and ones that you would have heard a lot about. Um, but yes, let's head into a break. Um, And then when we come back, we'll discuss all that stuff. Um, So you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Ashley. I'm here with Kathy um, today, and we've been discussing cryptocurrency. Um, We'll be right back in, in a few minutes.
0: Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
2: Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm Ashley. I'm joined here with Kathy today, and we've been discussing cryptocurrency. Um, before we we headed into the break, we were talking a little bit about why cryptocurrency is sort of a, a misleading name. Um, and we started to, you know, talk a little bit about some common types of cryptocurrency um, and a little bit about blockchain technology, which I think we're going to get into in a little more detail now, um, you know, in terms of, blockchain technology, Um, Kathy said she was super fascinated by it, and I think it's fascinating as well. Um, I'm also very confused by it, um, because I think it is one of those things that um, kind of is difficult to wrap your head around. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of focus to really get a handle on it, and I know for myself it took a while. It took a lot of reading to sort of figure out, you know, what the heck is blockchain technology, Um, and with that, I mean, Kathy, start us off with what this crazy concept is. So I totally agree.
1: And I have to tell you, when, when I, you first, like a few years back, when we first started hearing about Bitcoin and blockchain, I thought it was the same thing. And then you get looking into it and you're like, oh, wait, no, blockchain is not the actual cryptocurrency. It's Bitcoin. So here's how I, this is how I picture it. Uh, cryptocurrency is the category of all the different um. Types of cryptocurrency there are. So there's those, you know, like I think I said, there's over 2,000 of them. There's blockchain, or there's Bitcoin, there's Ethereum, there's Litecoin, there's Dogecoin, there's all kinds of them. And the blockchain is kind of how I picture the the conveyor of moving it along. So blockchain technology is the system of recording the data and the information. And the way I had it picked, the way I kind of had it explained to me, and the way I picture it is, uh, you know, how you get Fragments on your your hard drive and you've got little pieces over in each of the different spots on your computer and then you defrag your hard drive and it cleans up all these little pieces hanging around. So mm-hmm. the blockchain technology to me is instead of it being a fragment of information different pieces, so like in the the cyber world we have our birth date over here, our social insurance, or social security number over here, address over there, whether you have a dog or a cat over here, what city you live in. And then you clean all that up into one spot and you're like, okay, I have it all together. That's kind of how it happens now. The blockchain is a system that tightens it up. So instead of somebody being able to breach your information or or crack into your computer, like break into it and say, hack it, I'm mean, gonna. Oh, I can, I can see her social insurance or I can see her birth date or her address or whatever. And that's how they can start to put that stuff together. Blockchain's meant to be more secure. So it's the system of information where I kind of picture it like this. We've got my name, my birth date, my phone number, my address, all linked together. That's the way I picture it in my mind on how it looks. So it's all linked together in a secure, more secure path. So all my information is safer together. Um, That kind of is the the image I use when I think about it. So blockchain is is your platform to move the information. And you want to have it so that it's safe and secure and it's hard to hack. And that was the intention of it, that it was much better than the digital systems that we have because they wanted to make it so you couldn't hack it. Now, that's a great thing because we don't want our stuff hacked. It's not perfect, and it can be because each of your cryptocurrencies has one unique um, identification, we'll say. So uh, you know how your dollar bills and all that have have a serial number on it? So the same is true of cryptocurrency. They have serial numbers, and they're just really harder to trace because you don't hold it in your hand, but you do hold it in what's called a wallet. So just to confuse everybody... There's there's a wallet that you have to hold your money in. So here's how I picture it. I have cryptocurrency and it's in my wallet. So I know I have two Bitcoins, for example, in my wallet. And it's secured on this platform of information called the blockchain. Now, I don't physically have the money in my hand, but I can see it just like I can dial into my bank account and see it on whatever standard bank that you'd bank with, well, you'd see your dollars. So you're not holding all your money in your hand at all times, just like you're not holding all your cryptocurrency in your hand, but you can log in just like a bank account and look at it. And that's where it is in your wallet. And then to throw just a little bit of fun into it, uh, which maybe we can talk about later is all these, you heard the NFTs, the non-fungible tokens that people are talking about. Uh, and that's all part of the, the crypto world because that's how they're paying for it but it's not a currency so cryptocurrency is fungible where you can touch it in a sense you can see it nft is non-fungible you can't touch it and you can't see it and it's all done by exchanging all this stuff online so it's all digital it's all happening in front of you but it's all happening online And the the blockchain is the secure way that we're doing it or the most secure way we're doing it because it's not perfect, but um, there are a lot of very straight, uh, streamlined financial institutions and big companies that are starting to use the blockchain technology because of the security of it. And cybersecurity is such such a big deal. And you've heard about people being hacked and so forth. So, you know, data getting breached and, you know, now they've got your birth date instead of being in Canada, there's somebody stole your identity in Alaska or something. And that's how cybersecurity works. But the blockchain is meant to be more secure. So you've got bigger companies that are using it, but they're not necessarily, they're not using cryptocurrency yet. So the two are not the same, but the cryptocurrency works on the blockchain platform. So did that completely like, if Christine's listening, did that make your head spin around?
2: It's definitely like a complex system um, that, you know, is being implemented here. And, you know, I'm kind of glad you brought up NFTs because that's just another sort of layer to the cryptocurrency conversation. Um, And, yeah, with with NFTs, um, you know, to sort of try and and simplify it a little bit, um, and and Kathy, you can confirm this, um, whether this is a good analogy or not, but... I think of, like, fungible um, sort of as, like, interchangeable, right? Like, it's, it's an interchangeable asset in terms of, say, for example, you had a $20 bill and I had a $20 bill. We could swap those $20 bills and we could exchange them with each other and, it, you know, we would still be in the same situation. It doesn't, you know, those $20 bills mean the same thing. Um, whereas with, like, a non-fungible asset, um, say, for example, you had a dog and I had a dog and they could be the exact same breed, but if we swap them, it's not necessarily the same thing. Like those dogs are unique in their own um, their own existence, right? So that's also where it gets more complex because you do have cryptocurrencies that are fungible so that they are sort of like that $20 bill that can be interchanged, um, you know, without problem. Um, but then you also have these non-fungible tokens that are sort of inherently different in their own existence. So I think that you know that as well as another layer of sort of the big mind f to the whole thing, right? That's right. It's <laughs> exactly
1: right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the
2: uh, the NFT is
1: uh, it's a di- in my mind it's just a digital trading card. So way back when you used to have like, and, and I'm going to use a very Canadian example. If you had the Wayne Gretzky rookie card from your set of hockey cards that you used to collect and my brother collected all of them. Then he, and that was it. Like it was the, it's worth a lot of money. If you have the Wayne Gretzky original rookie card and it's in your hand and it's in mint condition, it's worth a lot. You could retire on that puppy. It's a, it's worth a lot. Um, So the NFT is kind of like that, except it's one of a kind. So there might be four rookie cards. I really don't know how many Wayne Gretzky rookie cards there are, but let's say there's four and you and I each have one. Mine could be in, I carried it around my wallet. I got him to autograph it when I met him. It's not in the best of shape, but yours you put under glass and it doesn't even have a rounded corner. It's like perfect. Yours is worth more than mine. That's in the what we know is the real world. In the NFT world, it is one digital asset that they're calling it and it's unique so the the very first there can only be one first tweet on twitter and the very first tweet was by jack dorsey the guy who founded it so there can only ever be one of those and that nft sold for millions of dollars because you can only have one ever in the world and you're now to me it's just bragging rights to say I had, and it's not that you and I couldn't read the first tweet from Jack Dorsey because we could, we can, we have, but I'm, if I own the NFT, I'm the only one that has the original and sole footprint of that digital piece of art, I guess it would be called. Um, so that's kind of, so you're right. It's 100% unique in that sense. And they're all, they all have that unique digital footprint. So on personal opinion side I wouldn't know the difference of it if you showed it to me or not you could if, I would know the difference between your Wayne Gretzky rookie card and my Wayne Gretzky rookie card but if you showed me your NFT from the first tweet would I really appreciate it for the millions of dollars you paid for it maybe not right now
2: <laughs> but that's just me <laughs> yeah no definitely it's um and it's, it's one of those things, too, um, where, you know, certain really advanced traders with crypto, um, you know, that means a lot to them. Um, and, you know, in terms of sort of more um, hobbyists, I'll, I'll call it, um, right, it doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot. But, um, you know, the, I guess the important thing is is that there are there is a difference there in terms of, um, it's just another layer, right? Like, it's with, and it's just another sort of point to reinforce this idea that, you know, cryptocurrency really isn't a currency because, you know, um, with the currency we have right now, like I said, you know, if I had a five dollar bill and Kathy had a five dollar bill and we swapped them, we'd be no worse for the wear, um, you know, so long as they were one wasn't counterfeit. But um we each have a five dollar bill and we swapped them and we can do that no problem and we each have five dollars to our name, um, whereas With cryptocurrency, that's not always the case. Um, You know, it's this this added element of sort of this added dimension of sophistication that, um, you know, it takes a while to wrap your head around. But um, I think it allows for. It's why it's so appealing, right? It allows for sort of this um, sophistication and and next level um, to the practice of trading and, and buying and swapping and selling and all of that. And I
1: think it gives you the the because an, an NFT is is unique and it's secured by the blockchain and uh, you can't change the ownership of it. So if you own that first tweet, for example, I can't change that. And you know how you used to get those, or you still do, those certificates of authenticity when you buy a signed jersey or a signed hockey stick or whatever baseball whatever um you get the certificate this is like having that certificate but you can't forge it and nobody can change it so i couldn't forge wayne gretzky's signature and then say you know what i mean (laughs) not well i'm sure but (laughs) I'm, i'm guessing people have tried but um but it's not something you can do with an nft because it's a very unique digital and it's digital right so it's not like it's a piece of paper that you can uh re you know make another one of or make it fraudulent or anything like that so yeah
2: yeah. and that's the appeal right like that's the appeal to it is that um there's this next level of security i think that's the big thing with technology just being um so popular and so ever changing and evolving that this um security that cryptocurrency brings into investing i think um you know, is 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 where people are are interested for the most part. Besides, you know, make becoming a millionaire overnight. But um, yeah. it's this, yeah. it's the security and, and the blockchain and um, the linking of um, these computer systems and softwares and networks and things like that that uh, make it a truly sort of remarkable system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, oh, look at that! Another break already. Goodness. See, all this fun with blockchain and crypto, we're up to our second break already, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, time
2: flies and you're having fun, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, so I guess we should head into that second break. Um, when we get back, maybe we'll talk a little bit about some different types of cryptocurrency and sort of what's the the hot topic, you know, the cool jams or what's going on out there. but. <laughs> Um, I guess we'll head into our second break of the show. Um, You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Ashley. I'm joined here with Kathy today. Um, We'll be right back in a few minutes.
0: Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
2: Alrighty. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm Ashley. I'm here with Kathy today. We've been talking talking a little bit about cryptocurrency, um, sort of the hot new commodity out there. Um, and before we, we went into our break, we were talking a little bit about NFTs and, and blockchain technology. And um, we sort of name dropped a few of the really popular cryptocurrencies out there um, with, with Bitcoin being one that sort of everyone's heard of. Um, and rightly so. I mean that it's, you know, one of the cryptocurrencies that went from, you know, zero to hundred really fast. Um, and I think with, you know, with Bitcoin, a lot of people sort of entered this cryptocurrency market or looking to enter into it with sort of the mindset of, you know, get rich quick, Um, which, you know, I think it's worth sort of noting, you know, giving a little bit of a caution here that, um, you know, that's not always, that's not necessarily the best, um, you know, sort of route to take. Um, And I think that goes with sort of any type of investing. I think sort of this is where cryptocurrency, um, you know, is mirroring traditional forms of investing and um, where it's, it's not, you know, if you're going into it to get rich quick, you're probably going to set yourself up for some failure. Um, Kathy, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I, you know, I, you know, I don't agree that there's ever a get rich quick plan uh, and I get asked that a lot and just give me the stock. That's going to triple overnight and I'll put all my money in. It doesn't happen very often. And man, you got to be so careful with that. So uh, you're right, though, people who got into Bitcoin, uh, that one cryptocurrency that we're talking about uh, years ago, when it was just pennies, and I just checked on the break, and it's trading just over 44,000 a unit US. So Mm -hmm. if you bought 100 of those at, you know, a buck, they're now worth over $44,000 a piece. So you'd be at almost half a million dollars. It's huge. And these are the stories that you hear about and people get excited about. Um, And there was a family and I'll I'll tell you, uh, you can Google them, but uh, they took a chance, the, the dad, and they liquidated, they sold everything, their house and everything. They liquidated everything and put all their money in Bitcoin and it paid off for him because they made millions of dollars. It's never disclosed. And this is the other part because it's so, uh, secure, I, I can't, it's hard to see what anybody's got. Right. Um, but they did, they put all their money in it and uh, they've made millions and millions of dollars off of it. And they've traveled, they're traveling around the world and so on. Now what he said, and this is, this is a side note of it, but uh, where you store it is very, you gotta be very careful. Remember I mentioned, you put it in a wallet. Well, there's something called a, a, a cold storage and a cold storage is What's offline, and that's what he did. So he's got several. When I saw his interview, he's got several cold storages in different countries, so that people who are trying to hack, because it, with new digital anything brings new kinds of hackers, and and that's what's happened. So you've got all these bots that are trying to. They're called bots that are trying to to hack the cryptocurrency, and it actually happened with Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase uh, is a trading platform for stocks and cryptocurrency and so on. And they went public uh, just, I think a year ago, actually, maybe almost two years ago now, and they were hacked. And there's a lot of very unhappy customers because they didn't get their money back. And because of the change, the, the Bitcoin has its own unique identifier. When it got, if you got hacked and I sent all your money to my account, well, there's nothing you can do about it. So that was part of the excitement. With all the Coinbase customers, because they they lost a lot of money, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's where a lot of the risk comes in. But but some people are willing to take these kind of risks because they think that they're going to be just like that family who invested everything and it just took off and they got I think they got lucky more than anything, quite honestly. Um, because if everybody, if it was such a sure thing, everybody would have done it and everyone would have been, would have become multimillionaires overnight or over the next the last five years. Um, and it's just not something that everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's the winner right there. And that was the one thing that I, I, I always caution people where uh, it, it, I get the risk. I do. It's like going into business is a risk and you're taking a risk, but it's a calculated risk. Bitcoin has not necessarily at the time. It didn't have a calculation where you could say, hey, that's a good risk. Like, you know, putting an investment someplace, you can calculate the risk based on the kind of companies it's invested in, how old the company is, who the management is, you know, who's the fund manager that's going to handle the money and stuff like that. Bitcoin was like, so we don't actually know who created it. It was a name that nobody knows. And it was somebody that was made up and it may or may not have been more than one person. And you're just like, okay, so not really instilling a lot of confidence, but yeah, there was a lot of people that made a lot of money, but those are the stories we hear about and see about on TV. There's a lot of people that lost a lot of money too, because they didn't get in at the right time or they tried to get in when it was high and they sold when it was low and it didn't really work that way. So uh,
2: it's, it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's just it, right? Like you always hear about sort of these success stories and these um, miracles and these champions that, you know, make a killing. And I mean, hats off to them. Good for them. I'm still waiting for my turn, but um, you know, what more often what you don't hear about is, you know, the people who either, you know, lose their entire life savings if they aren't necessarily being the most intelligent about their choices or, you know, more commonly the people who um, either are just kind of in the same situation they were when they started it or they haven't been in it long enough to really, um formulate sort of an opinion on whether they've grown or they've lost money or or whatever, right, and I think with cryptocurrency um I mean then this is similar with any type of investing, but um I would argue that crypto is a lot more fluctuating and a lot more volatile, like I know you were talking about coinbase and there's a few other different platforms as well, but um like coinbase can break it down on. Um, you know, whether the price of, let's say, Bitcoin, so you're just talking about it, but, um, you know, the price of Bitcoin just over the course of the day, like you can, you can track it to minute to hour and how much it's going up and down. And, um, you know, for individuals who, um, you know, are in it for the, you know, make money quickly or they're in it there for sort of, um, you know, market timing and trying to time when they get in and when they get out, um, I think it can be very, it can be a very dangerous thing. You know, I think if you um, are dumping tons of money into Bitcoin and, um, you know, it's not uncommon for it to drop 15 percent, you know, between the hours of 9 a.m. and, and 9 p.m. Um, and then you log in the next day and it's up, you know, 40 percent or whatever. Right. Um, it's just it's really volatile. And I think that um, that's just a caution, you know, to to people that, um, you know, when with cryptocurrency there's a lot of fluctuation. Um, and sort of it's more so I would argue anyway, this is all personal opinion, not expert opinion, but um, you know, it's more, you know, your time in the market than it is timing of the market. Um, so, you know, the longer you're in the market, I think the more successful you're going to be than um, trying to calculate when's the exact right time to get in and get out. Um, I don't think that's the right sort of, you know, path to take, um, you know, Choose to choose to disagree. Um, But, you know, I think it's with anything, the longer you're in the market for, you know, if you buy Bitcoin, don't expect to become rich tomorrow morning. Um, You know, you buy Bitcoin now and five years from now, you know, you've made a little bit of money. Great. I think that that's sort of the um, the mindset to go into it with.
1: I totally agree with you. you can't time the market. I don't care what it's what it is you're trying to. You've heard me say that before, I know, but <laughs> you can I don't believe anyone can time the market. Warren Buffett doesn't pretend to time the market. He'll he'll even say, I don't know what the market's doing today. I'm just looking at the long term of it. So you can't time the market. And and you're exactly right. And that's <laughs> I'm just gonna go on a little bit off on a tangent. That that's where I think people get um, really caught up in the with the investing is the emotion takes over. And And while bitcoin because it moves so much it's exciting and people get very emotional about it and and the truth is investing isn't about emotion that's where people really lose their shirt is because they get so emotional they they see the market dropping and they get emotional and they're like oh my gosh i gotta get my money out and oh i see it going up i should be in and and that's the exact opposite philosophy of what you should be doing you should be buying low and selling high not the other way around it's the same with bitcoin everybody gets all excited and they're like, oh my gosh, what are they going to do? They're going to regulate it. And I should I should buy more because now it's going to be more mainstream or it's, it's gone up or it's gone down. I should get, you know, I need to get out and they get all excited. And that's where the emotion, I think, really is the important part of investing, no matter whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's uh, a different crypto or whether it's a, well, NFT, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about those, but uh, the traditional investments, uh, that's where emotion really becomes an important important characteristic to not rule your decisions because when emotion doesn't rule your decisions that's when you can do really well
2: yeah right it's like it's like with anything when emotions are high logic's low um so when you're sitting there all day and you're on coinbase just you know looking at your money going up and down and up and down and up and down um, you know, and you're just looking at the hour, you're forgetting to click on, you know, the the year or the all time to see that it's progressively going in the right direction or it's progressively going in the wrong one, whatever the case is, but you're just seeing that over the hour, it's, um, you know, it's down 22%. And then you pull all your money out and, um, plug it into something else. And then that one goes down. So you pull it out again, you put it back into Bitcoin or whatever. Um, first of all, um, hats off to you for having that kind of time. I don't know where you find it, but, um, no, I think that it's one of those <laughs> cases where, you know, you shouldn't be putting money into, you know, Bitcoin or crypto that you don't expect to lose. Right. Um, I'm not saying that it's a losing um, system. I'm just saying that if you don't have money to be losing, probably shouldn't be shoving it all into Bitcoin. Um, you know, I think it's it's worth experimenting with for those that are interested in it. You know, Um and, and seeing sort of where it can take you, and if you're if you're interested, just seeing on and how it fluctuates over time. And um, I know I was really interested in seeing sort of okay, what what's the big deal with with all of this um, cryptocurrency and this Bitcoin um, you know talk? Because I I wasn't really into it, and so I, I you know I got on Coinbase, I you know threw in um, you know whatever it was, 50 bucks or whatever, and said let's see what happens to it. And just you just watch it over time, just you know, I don't really touch it. I don't, I, you know, just log on and you just see, Oh, okay. Drop 10%. Great. <laughs> Next day you go on and it's up 50 and you're like, sweet. Um, but over time, right. That balances out. Um, and it was just more of an interesting thing to sort of see because um, I'm interested in how things work and to see, you know, how this system, specifically Bitcoin sort of fluctuates over time. And that's sort of where I got the idea. I was like, wow, this fluctuates a lot more than I was expecting. Um, and it's a lot, and it's not just a little bit. It's not like 1%, you know, 2%, whatever. It's like 40%, 15 um, whatever the case is, right? So, um, you know, it's something definitely to, to be careful with. I agree completely. Um,
1: I, I'm going to give you a little bit of Bitcoin uh, trivia that uh, I mm-hmm. think you might like, because you're exactly well, the right age where you'll know this. So oh. October 2021 was the launch of the very first Bitcoin ETF, which is an exchange traded fund that brought it a little bit into the streamlined world of finance, okay? And mm-hmm. do you know who it was that brought that in? It will give you the name. It's the Winklevoss brothers. And okay, you, might, I you might know them because they were the ones that got into the lawsuit with Mark Zuckerberg over Facebook, the twins.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: so- Those guys, they they got a lot of money from their Facebook lawsuit and they got in early with Bitcoin and stuff and they launched the first ETF in October, just last year, like the end of last year. So that's kind of cool, eh? So you can see where, like you and I are talking about where it came about and how, and it's very risky, but it's just, and I mean, just recently within the last few months started to sneak into the mainstream financial world by having, and there's a couple more ETFs that have come on since then. So I think there's like three in total um, that you can exchange on the actual New York Stock Exchange. So that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool. Do I, I, do I know much about them and and am I an expert on them? No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I mean, there's definitely people out there that have done really well with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and, um, you know, they would either be self-proclaimed experts or, you know, maybe they're even experts in their own right. Who am I to say? But, um, I think it's definitely something very difficult to be an expert in, um, just, you know, because of the unpredictability and, and the volatility. And I think if, if it's something you're interested in, um, seriously, then, um, you know, that's fantastic. Just, you know, make sure you do your research and you focus and you put your energy into really learning about it before you go into it. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of, you know, I, I, learn by doing so, like, that's why I said I dropped, you know, some insignificant proportion of money into crypto just to sort of see how it worked. Cause I was curious, um, you know, something like that is, is fine, but don't go dumping your life savings, um, I mean, if I can offer a piece of advice, don't go dumping your life savings into Bitcoin. Um, I mean, it is, you know, some would say it's the currency of the future. And um, I'm not going to neither confirm or deny that. Um, it's possible. But um, I think more than anything, it's just, um, you know, it just like any type of investment is fluctuating and there is dips and um, drops over time. And just to be cognizant of the fact that um, there are going to be changes. And like we were saying, you can't predict the market. There's absolutely no way. If you can, um, if you have some type of ability to see into the future, please let me know because I have some questions yeah. for you. But <laughs> yeah, I'd have some questions. I'm still waiting on my chance to become a millionaire. So, uh, you know, hit me up, slide into the DMs or whatever. But um, I, I highly, uh, you know, would doubt anyone saying that they can predict the market in terms of cryptocurrency. It's just too unpredictable.
1: I think you're right, and in, in general with the market, you know, the advisor coming out of me is going to be a well diversified portfolio, <laughs> it's always, you know, a good plan. Uh, it's catered to the person, uh, because here's the other thing, is Bitcoin good for everything? Uh, You know, an 85-year-old, 90-year-old person, should they be putting their life savings into it? No, probably not, but they shouldn't be putting their life savings in, into one anything. So I think it's, I feel like it's the same. It can be part of a portfolio in a really well thought out and calculated way. Uh, it shouldn't be just some random thrown in there because you don't have the risk tolerance for it. Uh, and if you're going to be up all night worrying and stressing about, it, like you said really well, you know, you're willing to, for research purposes, you throw some little bit of money into it to see what happens. You're not losing sleep over. It. It's not an amount of money that you're thinking, oh my gosh, if it does poorly, I'm going to lose my car, my house, whatever, my kid's education it's not that it's not meant for that but i think no investment should be meant for that you should be able to invest well whether it's a bitcoin or whatever a, a traditional investment is and be able to sleep at night without waking up in a cold sweat thinking did that just tank and i lost all my money <laughs> so yeah. i think you're 100% on you know just doing good planning so
2: yeah and i you know i think that's a good note to sort of leave off on is you know, with crypto is the same with any type of investment. Is um, you know, don't go dumping everything into one type of investment. You know, portfolio diversity is your best friend in that scenario. So much fun
0: doing
2: a show with
0: you guys. <laughs> Thank you for Thanks choosing you to can. listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central. 2 p.m. Mountain and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.